0: Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Welcome to the house of the Lord this morning. Come on, let everyone at home know that you are excited to be here. Come on, stand to your feet. I know that I have a word to share with you this morning. I just want to say to those of you that are gathered here this morning that God has a a mandate for you. You're not here by accident. You're not here just by, by rote uh, behavior, that you're used to coming to church, so you're here. I believe that there's a divine appointment on your life this morning. And the reason that you're here is because God has a promise on your life. And whenever there's a promise, there is a process you have to go through. And unfortunately, the process to your promise is usually pain. And it's painful to go through that process. It's, it's a tough time to get there. And so we, the, the thing is, the Apostle Paul says that the glory set before me is greater than the struggle behind me. I, I want to encourage you that you might be going through a season of fight, a season of battle right now. But don't give up. Don't give up in the fight. What you are doing right now is worth it. Your marriage is worth it. Your family is worth it. Your children are worth it. Your future is worth it. So I want you, if you have your Bibles with me this morning, to turn to the book of Joshua chapter 5. As you're turning there, I just want to say to Pastor Nick, phenomenal job last week with that message. You spoke that message years ago and it still resonated in my heart. That's why I needed you to share that message because I believe there's times that we we build memorials to our failures, but not to God's faithfulness. And it's time to start tearing down those old memorials and start building memorials that when you go through the drought in your life, God reveals what he did in the past so that you can trust him for the future. Joshua chapter five, if you're there, say amen. I'm going to read to you an account real quick. The children of Israel are are crossing over. They just got over to the promised land. As Pastor Nick shared with us last week, they set up memorial stones as well. And the first city they're going to come to is a city by the name of Jericho, which is a fortified city, walled city, and this wall, the walls on the city were so wide, so so uh Uh, present that they would have chariot races on the top of the walls. We're not talking about walls like we have here. We're talking walls where people literally lived inside the walls. And the walls were wide enough that chariots would race around the top of these walls. These weren't little walls that they came up to. This was a fortified city. And we all know that when you get to the walls of Jericho, what did they do to bring down the walls of Jericho? They marched and they what? They shouted I want you to I want to speak to you today about before your shout I want to talk to you about what you need to do before you shout because we got a lot of people shouting today those of you on social media right now those of you watching online there's all kinds of noise right now going on on social media there's all kinds of noise it's given a platform to everyone that has a voice everyone has a voice now everyone has a platform and whether your thoughts are right or wrong you have the medium to share those thoughts and the problem is is that we have a lot of hurt people speaking out let me try this side We have a lot of hurt people speaking out, because hurt people hurt people. Joshua chapter 5 verse 1, it says, when all the Ammonite kings of the west of the Jordan and the Canaanite kings who lived along the Mediterranean coast heard how the Lord dried up the Jordan River. I need you to understand, you have to cross through some tough times, why? Because what God does for you at the river makes a testimony for all the other people around you to know that God is with you. How did they make it through that crisis? How did they make it through that financial struggle? How did they make it? that, That should have killed their marriage. That should have destroyed their business. That should have killed their faith. But you're still standing. There's some of you at home right now. You've gone through some rivers. You've gone through some battles. But baby, you're still standing today. You did not get defeated at the waters come on somebody say amen he says at the Mediterranean coast how the Lord had dried up the Jordan River so that the people of Israel could cross they lost heart and they became paralyzed with fear because of them what you're going through right now you may hate it but when you come through those rivers of life is going to become a testimony where your enemies are going to be scared of you because of what God has done through you. Come on, bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. As the children of Israel come to the Jordan River and they cross over it, the first city they come to is Jericho. Fortified walled city. You would think if God was going to have them defeat a city, let's go to a smaller one. Let's get some victories under your belt first, right? You don't, you don't take on the world champion in your first fight. You have to have some warm-up fights. You have to get yourself prepared for that battle, get some wins on, under your belt. But when Jesus, when, when God calls the children of Israel out, the very first, when they cross over the Jordan River, the first city they come to is a fortified city by the name of Jericho. God will not always take you through the easiest route. The, it's, God's not concerned about you having an easy life. He's concerned about you having a life that you rely on him, that you call on him. When they come to the wall, of Jericho God gives them direction and strategy and he says I want you to walk around the walls once a day for six days and on the seventh day you're gonna walk around seven times but being silent through the whole time And the last time you walk around you're gonna shout with the great shout the priests are gonna blow the trumpets and the walls will fall you won't even have to you won't have to try to knock the walls down just with the shout the walls will fall now I love that story how many have some walls that need to come down? Come on. You need some walls to come down, some financial walls, some pride walls, some, some uh, addiction walls, some health walls, some relational walls. You need some walls to come down. But before you shout, there's certain things that have to take place before you speak. And in Joshua chapter 5, as we, we read in that scripture, I want you to see what happens the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, all the males, the male all the male children, all the all the men were circumcised. It was an outward symbol of an inward commitment. And for those of you that don't know what circumcision is, it's kind of a touchy subject on a Sunday morning, especially with people watching online. But circumcision was a very private moment, and God chose this. Out of all the things God could have chosen, he couldn't have chosen an earring, (laughs) could have chosen a nose ring, could have chosen a necklace. God says, out of all the things I want to identify you as having agreement with me and covenant with me, I'm going to have all the males... On the eighth day, be circumcised. And that's taking the foreskin of a male's anatomy and cutting off the foreskin. It it is something very personal, something very private. And the only time you would know whether a male is circumcised or not is in a moment of intimacy or in a moment of uncovering. Come on, say it again, pastor. You didn't even catch that. You see, you never know where someone is with God until you get to a point of intimacy. You never know where someone is with God until you get to an area where their life is uncovered. It's when you go through some things and you're exposed that peep. there it is that you are are, uh, uh, exposed to whether or not you are serving God. Comes in those moments of life. And out of all things, God chose circumcision to be the symbol for man that they had a covenant with God. But something happened when they came out of Egypt. Someone say, come out. Come on, everyone say, "Come come out. They came out of Egypt, but all the males that were born in the wilderness weren't circumcised. All the ones that came out of Egypt were circumcised. The ones that were born in the desert weren't. So a whole generation died because they refused to listen to God and go and take the land. God said, I'm not going to let any of you enter in. I'm going to have you die off, and I'm going to raise up a whole new generation that will walk into my promises. But the problem is this. When they cross over, there's not one male that is circumcised. And God says, before you guys go in there and try to take the land, you guys got to come back into covenant with me. I find it interesting, In chapter 5 is there. Read chapter 5, and what the first thing God tells, tells Moses or, uh, Joshua to do is get a flint knife, not a knife, but a flint knife. To, that's a piece of rock where you, you, you cut it off and it becomes sharp. And he goes, I want you to now circumcise all the males. We're talking at least over half a million males. And so Joshua, you, you, and <laughs> I can see if you're eight days old and you're a baby. But I come walking over, hey, guys, God told me we're ready to take the land. Yeah, we're ready to take the land. Hey, God's going to give us the land. Yeah, God's going to give us the land. All right, guys, you ready to take the land? Yeah, yeah, all the men, I need you to line up. Okay, we're lined up. We're ready to go. Okay, and I take out a knife. I said, all right, guys, drop them. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you're serving God, right? Yeah, yeah. We got to cut some things away. It's amazing how much we all say we want the promises of God until it gets to cutting away of something close. God established circumcision as a symbol of covenant between Him and man. And on the eighth day, every child, every male child, was brought in for circumcision. And when they cross over, they cross over, and they—they they, not one individual has this covenant. They've seen the pillar of fire. They were raised in the supernatural. They saw the pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud. They saw manna come down from heaven. They saw water come out of a rock. They crossed over the Jordan on the dry, dry ground. They saw the glory of God on a daily basis. They were raised. They were not born in slavery. They didn't know what it was to to be a slave. They were born free, but they did not know what it was to serve God in a personal relationship. You see, their parents had a relationship with God. All they had were stories. You have to learn to take your parents' faith and make it your faith. They couldn't cross over on their parents' faith. God, listen carefully, God doesn't have grandchildren. There are no grandchildren in the kingdom. I love my grandson, but there are no grandchildren in the kingdom. There's only first generation in the kingdom of God. You are all sons in the kingdom. There are no aunts and uncles and, and, and cousins. No, There's just, just sons and daughters in the kingdom. You see, he had to get it right. Let me let me focus in here. In the times of wandering, they went. And, and as soon as the threat is removed, they forget God. Let me say that again. As soon as the threat is removed of Egypt and they kill off the armies that were chasing them, now all of a sudden they forget God. Can I submit this to you? It is not your troubled time. That you will, you will struggle in finding God It's going to be in your times of blessing mm. In times of crisis We need God Come on folks You find out you got cancer now, now, now you're on the phone You're on your knees You're praying to God You're on the verge of divorce Now you're calling out to God but, but what do you do when things are great? Got money, great job, great wife, great relationship, great family, beautiful house, nice car. What happens? Even God said, you know, it's not in the good times. He says when you're blessed, you're going to forget the goodness of God on your life. It's the goodness of God on your life that really reveals who you are. Your your troubles don't reveal who you are. Your blessings reveal who you are. And many times we take the blessings of God and we turn it into a curse. The thing God meant to bless you with, you end up using it to take you away from God. And we've all had those oh God moments. We've all had those moments in our life where we're calling out to God. I'm on the, my, my divorce. I'm sick. I'm, I'm the storm. There's a crisis. There's a difficulty. There's a court case coming up or or a roadblock. Up, there's bondage I'm struggling with. There's an addiction. I got a need in my life. There's many things that we call out to God for. Deuteronomy 31 20 says this. For I will bring them into the land that I swore to their ancestors. God says I made a promise to you and I'm going to keep it. A land flowing with milk and honey. And they will will become prosperous. God's calling is shot. Listen, when you get to this place, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be prosperous. You're going to eat all the food they want. They're going to become fat. But when they begin to worship other gods, they will despise me and they will break my covenant. You see, when you get blessed, sometimes when the blessing comes our way, we forget that God's the source of the blessing, not you. the times that we get to that all of a sudden we don't need God anymore it isn't the bad times that move us from God but the good times you see God we need God in times of crisis but not in times of plenty but I want you to notice three things that that happen here very quickly that we need to do just like the children of Israel before they step into the promise three things we got to recommit we got to cut away and we got to heal for those of you at home, we got to recommit, we got to cut away, and we need to heal. Joshua chapter 5 verse 7 says, So Joshua circumcised their sons who had grown up to take their father's place. He circumcises all these guys. Now, I want you to notice something. They recommitted. That new generation that wasn't born into slavery, the desert was all they knew. And in the desert, God takes care of everything. In the desert, you don't have anything to worry about. God meets all your needs. They never experienced the pain of bondage. They never experienced what it was to be to, to operate as a slave. They knew the presence of God. They were familiar with the, the presence of God. Yet, it was, the, it was their parents' fault, not their own, that they didn't enter into the, the, into the promised land. But God wanted them to make sure that they knew God personally. They recommitted How many of you know it takes a commitment to tell someone, okay, go ahead and cut it away. Number one, you don't want a person that's like this when they're coming to you. (laughs) They had never experienced the pain of bondage, but they had never experienced, listen carefully, they had never experienced the excitement of freedom. Because they were They were born in freedom. Unlike their parents who were in bondage and then experienced freedom, they never experienced slavery, but they never really embraced their freedom. They just wandered. They were a generation content to wander. I want to encourage you right now, right where you are, You need to recommit. We need to recommit. Those of you watching online right now, we need to make a recommitment unto the Lord and allow God to cut away areas of our life that need to be cut away. That takes me to number two. Uh, Joshua 5, 8 says, After all the males had been circumcised, all the males had been circumcised, cut away, Circumcision was an act of cutting away of something very private and personal. The book of Deuteronomy speaks of circumcision of the heart. I want you to look at Deuteronomy 30, verse 6. It says, the Lord God will circumcise your heart. Now today, we're sitting here thinking, okay, circumcision isn't a symbol of our relationship with God anymore. Why? Because God would rather that we circumcise our hearts. Because there's things that are attached to our hearts. There are things that are growing on our hearts. There's things that we've allowed to connect themselves to us. There are things that we've allowed to become part of our lives. There's things that have attached themselves to our heart and who we are. And in order to find ourselves to walk into the promised land and get the things God wants for us, there has to be a cutting away. Someone say cutting away. We have to go through a time of cutting away those things that are attached to us, things that need to be removed to keep us from following Christ. And how many of you right now, You, I don't even have to say it, if I were to come up to you right now with that flint knife and say it's time to circumcise your heart, many of you already know what those things are that need to be cut away, that relationship, that mindset, that, that attitude, that bitterness, that unforgiveness. There are things that we know that are attached to us and we're like, God, I'll give you everything of my life life, but don't touch this one thing. I'll give you access to every part of my life, but you got to leave this one area alone. I want you to know that's the area that God wants the most. That's the area that needs to be cut away. That's the area that needs to be removed. Deuteronomy says that the Lord your God will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants so that you may love him with all your heart and with all your soul and live. I want to encourage you this morning. This is the most important part as we close. Omaha, if you would help me this morning. I want you to notice, first of all, they recommitted. They cut away. But this third point is where I want to camp out for a moment. They had to wait till they healed. They They took time to heal. And this is the problem that that we have in America today. We want everything yesterday. We don't know how to take time to heal. to, To stop. And just make sure that we're healed before we move forward. Because hurt people hurt people. And we got a lot of hurt people running around. And they're hurting more people, and more people are getting hurt, and they're speaking out of a place of pain rather than out of a space of healing. And We got way too many, listen carefully, we got way too many hurt people trying to take the promised land. You can't be hurt and try to heal a marriage. You can't be hurt and try to build a business. You can't be bitter and try to raise your family. You can't be angry and and, and try to restore your walk with God. That there comes a point where you gotta heal. Now, listen to me, how many of you have been dealing with issues for years? And it's kept you. you, you get so far to the edge of a uh, breakthrough in your life, but when God calls that one area of your life to be restored or to cut away or to give it to God, that's where you pump the brakes and stop. You always get to the verge and then you stop. Because we haven't been healed yet. But healing is vital to possession. Let me say that again, healing is vital to taking possession of the land. Healing can, is a process. Healing can take time. Come on, somebody. How many have ever had any kind of surgery done? It, it takes time, depending. I, I love arthroscopic. Back in the day, when, when they would open up your knee and zipper, you, they would op- it would take forever to heal. But when I had my knee scoped that very afternoon, I was walking. See, healing's important. And I want you to recognize what happens here, that when we're not healed, we end up getting to the walls of Jericho and we start yelling out of pain rather than out of promise. We start yelling hurt rather than healing. Oh, you got to listen to me. I'm about to close right now, but I need you to focus in here. The Bible says when the, the people came out of Egypt... There's two Hebrew words that are used here. Listen carefully. There's two Hebrew words that are employed here. One means am, am meant kinsmen, people, a nation. Then another word, goi, is used as a non Hebrew heathen or Gentile recognition. What am I saying? When the children of Israel left Egypt, they left as the am, they left as the people of God, the kinsmen of God. They left as the, the, the nation of God. But something happened in the desert. No, no, you have to hear me. They came out as the people of God. But in the desert, they became Goy. They became a heathen nation. They, they, they came out as the people of God. But in the process, they forgot him. Oh, you ain't hearing me. They came out as the people of God, but they became a heathen nation. They got into the promised land, and God's like, I don't even know who these people are. They have no relationship with me. They have no, they have no covenant with me. And if you wanna take this land, then there's some things you gotta get right. And I'm here to tell you today that all the promises of God are yes and amen, but there's some things that gotta get cut away in your life if you're ever gonna take possession of your promised land. Oh, come on, somebody shout in this place. After they cut, Jeremiah 4.4 4 says, circumcise yourselves to the Lord and take away the foreskins of your heart. Even in the Old Testament, God's like, circumcision's nothing if your heart's not right. In fact, the apostle Paul says, I wish they would just cut themselves all the way off. Don't stop at circumcision, go all the way. Because circumcision is nothing if your heart's not right. I want you to see this as I close this morning. Notice that they waited until they were healed to move out. I remember what scripture it is. I think I passed it up here. But it says that they waited until they stayed put until they were healed. The Bible says literally that they sat in the camp until they're reviving. Everyone say reviving. There's a season of reviving that's about to come your way there's a season about reviving that's about to come your way you ain't hearing me right now I said there's a season of reviving that is coming your way that there is a, a time there is a, a season of reviving that's about to happen that word reviving means to be prosperous to be made alive to be fully healed that some of you right now are walking around with some pain you have hurt in your heart you're you're offended you've been hurt you've been you've been betrayed you've gone through some pains and you got open wounds that are exposed and you're trying to deal with them but every Time it seems like you're about to heal, something else rips the band-aid off and you start to bleed again. But I came to tell you: stay put until you heal. Stay put until you stay silent until God gives you that healing, so then you can shout. To be made alive from sickness, from death, from discouragement, from faintness. Because we have way too many hurt people, wounded people, bitter people walking around, their promise. Not in faith, but in frustration. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. How many of you have ever been frustrated with God? Come on, let's be honest, church. How many of you have ever been frustrated with God? I've been praying for this thing forever. I've been praying for him forever. I've been praying for her forever. You, how, you get frustrated that you're waiting for God to move and it doesn't seem like God's moving. In those Seasons of frustration. Heal. 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 Season of healing is coming over you. This. This time of healing is coming. You know, I've had I've had recently I've had the opportunity, man, with there's about four different couples I'm dealing with right now that are, that are going through a season in their marriages. That's the reason we started this married couples class recently. And to see the responses of different individuals going through their marital crisis is telling. The ones who are willing to heal are making great progress. The ones that are standing in pride, I didn't do anything okay, it's not that big of a deal. I'm struggling. And I find myself fighting and figuring out how how, how are we going to make this work? I'm here to tell you, today is your time of cutting. Today is your time of healing. I'm going to have you stand to your feet right now. I want you to take the bread. And as you're taking the bread, I, I want you just to Listen, listen very carefully. If you've been hurt this morning, if you've been hurt, let me give you the best advice I could give you. If you have been hurt, those of you at home, stay put. Stay where you're at. Don't move. Don't move. Stay right where you're at. Stay where you're at, stay put until you're healed. Stay put until the wound is healed. Until the memory no longer controls you. Until the bitterness is removed. Because we have way too many bitter people shouting, way too many wounded people where they're yelling out but nothing's happening. We want to get it right. No shouts of victims anymore, shouts of victors. Where we begin to shout from a place of faith, not a place of frustration. And as we take the bread today, I want you right now just to make this prayer and say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, cut away anything attached to my heart that is keeping me from you. I want to go all in. Because you went all in for me. Help me heal today. What I went through should only have to hurt once, not forever. I give you my pain, and I ask for healing. In Jesus' name, take the bread this morning. Amen. As you take the cup and get ready to take the cup this morning, that little sound. So if you're going to take a breath, now is the time to do it. Because <laughs> everyone's making that little plastic sound. As we take the cup, I want to challenge you right now. Get it right. Get it right. It's all been done for you. He took care of it all through the blood of Jesus on the cross. You don't have to be in pain anymore. You don't have to be in hurt anymore. If you're bitter, if you're hurt, if you're in pain, that's because you choose to stay there. Because my God provided everything you needed for healing. Everything you needed to move on. And so right now, in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for forgiveness in this cup. I thank you for... The freedom that you provided for us through your blood, the healing of our bodies, the healing of our minds, the healing of our emotions. You didn't just provide by your stripes we are healed in our bodies, but by your stripes we are healed in our emotions as well. Lord, I pray for those pains that have gone on for generations that they be healed now in Jesus' name. Take the cup. Praise the Lord. Lord, we worship you. As the worship team comes. Deuteronomy 30, verse 6, once again, the Lord will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants so that you may love him with all your heart, with all your soul, and live. If you're here right now online or even here and you've been separated from God and you want to make a decision to serve God today, say, God, I want to invite you into my heart. Head bowed and eyes closed just for a moment. If you just need to make that recommitment to the Lord, recommit, cut away and heal. If that's you this morning, right where you are, would you just simply lift your hand in the air? I want to pray with you. Yes, God bless you. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. Yes, God bless you. God bless you, yes, amen, God bless you They're in the back as well, God bless you They're in the back, God bless you, God bless you God bless you, God bless you I want you all just to say this prayer with me Heavenly Father I receive today The free gift Of salvation I believe Jesus died on the cross And rose again Because he loved me He paid the price of sin For me Lord, let me heal today. Cut away anything that doesn't belong because I want to serve you. I want to know what abundant life is all about. I make a decision today to turn my back on my old life and become a follower of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Come on if you said that prayer believing in your heart that Jesus died on the cross and rose again the Bible says that you and your family shall be saved so I want you to text the word alive to 408 340 7703 408 340 7703 just text the word alive let us know so we can connect with you but right where you are we're gonna open the altars for those of you at home we love you we would love to see you here live in a service soon so you know what let's come to Together. Let's worship God together, and until then, love God, love people, and let's change the world. God bless you this morning. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.